Episode 203 of the PJ Archive is one of several interviews I was fortunate to do with the lady widely regarded as Britain's best ever comedienne, Victoria Wood. As well as doing stand-up and writing, Victoria was also a fine actress, lyricist, singer, composer, pianist, screenwriter, producer and director of many award-winning TV series and films. Tragically, Victoria died at the age of 62 in 2016, and she is greatly missed. This interview took place in London in 1989, when she was promoting a BBC series simply entitled Victoria Wood. She was then married to the magician Geoffrey Durham, known as the Great Soprendo and their first child, Grace, had been born in 1988. We started by talking about the media's attitude towards success. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the Americans are always sort of uh, very gushing about everyone, and that's, I think it's a sort of American style, whereas mm. the English sort of build people up and mm. then knock, knock, knock oh, them yes. down. Oh, Snidey. Why do you think that is? Why didn't they do it? Yes. I think it's an English, it's an English thing yeah. we can't bear, we can't bear to see people being successful. Yeah. We like the underdog. There's a reverse of that, as if you're famous, you know, you're yeah. going to get it in the neck. So you, you, you've managed to get away from scandal and... Well, I haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything. I never go anywhere. I mean, I do think some people bring it on themselves. Yeah. Because some people sort of court publicity and then, yes. they're, then they're upset when it suddenly doesn't stop or they do something yeah. naughty and the publicity continues. I'm so boring, there's nothing... Yeah? There's nothing to say about I'm not done anything like that. Well, you can tell me about the new series. Oh, yeah. I'm well, sure you'd rather talk about that. That's, um... Six half-hour comedies mm-hmm. instead of being a sketch show like mm-hmm. I've done before. Why is that? Why have you changed? I just wanted to change. I mean, yeah. I did two series in a special with that format, mm. and I just thought it'd be nice to do something different. Yes, that's all. Do you feel under constant pressure to do something different all Not the time? Only from myself. I don't mm. feel it from other people because everybody was quite happy to carry on mm. doing millions of series over and over again. But I wanted mm. to stop. But you do feel the need to push yourself to do mm. something different. I just uh, used the wrong notebook. I just got <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and Victoria Wood. Victoria Wood, new you? notebook. Thank you. <laughs> what about um, influences as time goes by? Do they change all the time? On, or, or, or I'm not aware of what the influences are, mm. really. I don't know. I don't know what influences my writing anyway. I mean, I think you change as a person, so what you write about changes. Yeah. Yeah, but do you read a great deal or watch a great deal of television or whatever? I don't watch a great deal now. Um, I have watched loads in the past. It's more, it's more things in real life that have, have affected what I've written mm. about, I think, than things I've read. But have you ever seen something and thought, damn, I, I want to use that. That was one of my ideas, but it never... No, I haven't. Never done that one? No. no. You mentioned every, I mean, real life. I mean, that's basically what your humour mm. seems to be based on everyday yeah. situations. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of people that you know say, oh, I, bet, I bet that was me you were using, or they know no, it, but they, they wouldn't admit actually. to it? No, they don't, actually. They don't seem to think that. I don't think anybody's... I've, I've sometimes used sort of character traits of people, mm. and they haven't noticed, because I, mm. I would never pick the obvious thing about a person. Really? I, well, no. I mean, the, they might think... Sorry, I mean, I once wrote a play about a friend of mine, and another friend of mine thought it was about her because I'd mentioned a white Morris Traveller, and she right. had one, and she thought right. the whole play was about her, which is pathetic, really, which mm. has to do with her. But the person it was about never knew. Do you think that's paranoia <laughs> on her part? It's possibly. Yeah. People, people do get worried sometimes if I'm mm. just writing down everything they say, and I'm not. Mm. It's not the way I work. 
Do you think that people perhaps are scared of you, that you might do that, or, or scared of you because you're so clever, sort of thing? I don't know. People are a bit funny with me, so I think people are a bit wary. I think people always are wary of people off the television. You know, yeah. If you're at all known, I think it makes people back off from you. I think there's more to it with you, though, isn't there? I mean, you're, because you're so fast and the humour works the way it yes. does, I think that's sort of... Yes, I think it makes people know. Yes, I know. Yeah. But actually, I wouldn't... That's not the area I operate in. It's all. Yeah. By the time I've written about something, it's not very close to the original anyway. I don't mm. just copy from real life. It's mainly my imagination, but just triggered off by certain things that have happened. Mm. But you're not actually aware of what of the process. No, I don't it know just what happens. it is. I don't know what it is really. It's so complicated. You, you just. I mean, I could go through a script and say, oh, yes, that was because yeah. this happened, that was because somebody said something, that was because I had, was wearing a cardigan, mm. and I've used the word cardigan. But, I mean, it would be so boring to explain it. Mm. And, you know, mm. It's not interesting. But because of people uh, being aware of, of seeing themselves, people who know you, do you mm. have to go to places which you're not recognised or where people don't know you to try and pick out some... Or do you do not go anywhere? I don't you just go anywhere. Do I just do what I do. Right. And make the best of it. Mm. I mean, I am, I'm aware of people being offhand with me, and... People are very defensive with me mm. when they meet me because mm. they think I'm going to sort of go, oh, you're funny, you've got a suit on. And like, no, I wouldn't do that. But I, do, I just behave totally ordinarily and pick yeah. it up as I go along. I, don't, I never yeah. go out looking for funny situations or mm. hope to hear people talking or anything like that. Mm. But do you, I mean, a lot of crazy people feel they need to be on their own mm. in order to... Yeah. I was doing Billy Joel yesterday and he was yeah. saying he needs to be completely on his own to get any music in his head. Mm. How, do, how is it with you? Yes, I do. I mean, I work, well, I work alone in, the, in an office. <laughs> I have to be, I'd be alone to actually think, to think this stuff up in the first place, mm. yeah. Have you ever maybe wished you were someone else or, or gone in disguise anywhere or something oh, to try no. and avoid being... No, I mean, I'm not, I don't get mobbed wherever I go. I don't have yeah. a big problem with being recognised. Mm. I was just saying to Anne before, it's very difficult for me to get into the BBC because they never <laughs> recognise me. In fact, I was in one of the assembly, I was in Green Assembly at Television Centre, and one of the security men came up and said, are you an audience supervisor? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not. I'm actually working <laughs> in that studio. So I don't have a big problem with it. Do, do you wish maybe you were a bit more glamorous and uh, stunning looking? And <laughs> I mean, I'm not being rude in any way. Then. No, I don't. No, I don't. Because that would, you know, if, I think if you're very glamorous looking, it's one... It would be such a responsibility. Mm. I have to do so much work before I went out to work in the morning. And also, I think if, if, if looks is your main thing, then it's mm. going to be a worry because they're not going to get any better as you get older. Whereas yes. if you look fairly ordinary like me, I'm going to look the same yes. you know, until I'm old, so it's nice. And, and going back to what we said before, it's almost like you can work undercover without everyone going... Mm. Mm, yes, yeah. if, I, if I sort of went around looking yeah. like a star or whatever, mm. it would be very difficult for me mm. to write sketches about people being in laundrettes. Really. I'd have to write sketches about people going to the Hilton, which wouldn't be so interesting to me. But uh, on, on the same tack, almost, I mean, clothing is also uh, often a part of a comedian or comedian's um, well, makeup. Yeah. I mean, do you find that if you wear something too outrageous, that everyone it'll detract from your own talent? Mm. As it were? I don't. I never. I just try and look nice on stage. I try and mm. look nice. People say, "Oh, that's nice," and they don't think about it. That's all I do. I don't. I don't have any <coughs> great ambitions yeah. about what I look like. I always. I just try and look as good as I can, like most people do. Mm. I, make a, I make a big effort mm. when I'm on stage. The rest of the time I don't make any effort at all. <laughs> this is clean. I iron this this morning. Glad to hear it. <laughs> You're quite fond of jackets, aren't you? I mean, every time I see you, you seem to be wearing a jacket of some kind. Yes, I like to have something to put my hand, so I can put my hands in my pockets. Right. That's why, because yeah. if you're standing on stage, you know, it's a bit eggy. Yes. That's all, really. But do you have a whole wardrobe full of jackets? No, I have one at a time. Right. I've got one 
that I do cabaret and I'm wearing that tonight because we're showing the show to an audience tonight oh, and right. I've just got one jacket when I go on tour next year I'll get something made yes but I don't have a lot of clothes the clothes you wear on stage do you ever wear them uh, around town or whatever no I have a separate I have separate things for stage and then mm. I have separate things if I've got to go somewhere posh the Hilton or something like that for a do like a BAFTA evening mm. I've got sort of ordinary evening clothes mm. like anybody else would wear but the sta things on stage have to be sort of particular, they have to be nice and bright and, and light well and have mm. to hang well and all that sort of thing. It's a much you wear on stage that you wouldn't be seen dead in normally. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Well not, but I would be seen, I wouldn't mind being seen dead in them, but being alive in them I wouldn't mm. be seen. But, you know, they have to be slightly exaggerated I suppose, because you know, a, a theatre big enough to hold 2,000 people that's got to be able to be seen from a distance and mm. just things like that. Mm. How much time do you spend on your own appearance? So we've talked about, your do you like going shopping and things like that? And yes I do, yeah. yeah. Mm. And the haircut, is this a special cut for this season? You were sort of glamorously put on the front cover of the Radio Times or whatever it was. And, you know, the new it glamorous? <laughs> well, with all these stars like Esther and Selena. Oh, God, that, oh, don't, don't. <laughs> that's, the pub, that's the publicity department. Oh, I know, I know. The <laughs> flagship. Oh, I know. That was nothing to do with me. I didn't even know that was going to happen. It's not supposed to be glamorous, it's just my mm. new hair, that's all. But, I mean, do you try and, when you've got a new act, new show, new haircut, is, is this the idea? Um, no, I just I like to just change my hair. I mean, mm. I don't do to fit in with the show or anything. Though I have it cut just before a show, so that it looks good. But mm. I don't choose it for a show. Or mm. How much are you concerned about the way you look, or do you just think, well, um, you know, I am what I am, sort of thing? Well, I sort of think I am what I am. So, but I, given that, I do the best mm. I can. You know, mm. I'm certainly not obsessed with it, but you have to take it into consideration with what you're doing. Mm. We talked about people in the street, as it were. Do, do they offer you sketches in the street? Do you ever have people coming up and... Not in the street, they just tend to send them. Well, so what, what is really awful is when I'm in a situation like a, a whole queue, queuing for a ticket at the station and, and there's some hoo-ha and we're all going to miss our train. Somebody will always say, let's make a good sketch. <laughs> you think, oh, God, we'll not make a good sketch. I want to catch my train. I don't want to write a sketch. Yeah. People always say that to me all the time. So I'm one of your audiences, um, in half of them, you're <laughs> taking the mick out of them, and they just no, don't, they're all laughing and they don't realise. I don't know. I think, I, I think when I start with myself, I laugh at myself, mm. and then I laugh at other people. But mm. it's not in an unkind way. And mm. I think people in an audience will always think it's somebody else, mm. and it isn't them. It's it's just everybody. It's so generalised. Mm. I don't think I could never say I'm I'm playing to an audience and I'm actually making jokes about them. That sort mm. of person. When you say you laugh at yourself, do you, is that because you often find yourself doing something and think, what on earth am I doing this mm, for? Is that, yes. is that what it is? Yes, and, it, and then also, if you, you use your, I use myself as, a, as the example of like, silly right. behaviour. Instead of saying, oh, I saw this woman and she did mm. it, I say, well, I did it. Mm. And then people, people feel comfortable with that, then they're not being attacked. And so mm. on, the, on the sensitivity front, what are the things that you simply would not? Oh, well, there's millions of things I wouldn't do. And they're almost sort of too obvious. I wouldn't do mental handicap, physical mm. handicap. Mm. I would never do anything um, anti-gay or anything racist. I mean, but they're almost you op you operate your own barriers. What mm. what you feel is tasteful. You mean you have your own morals, basically? Yes, so yes, so. you do. Yeah. 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 But then you that operates automatically. You don't even think about that mm. because you mm. just on the positive side you tend to pick the things you really enjoy writing about. The rest you just ignore. On the uh, audience response front, you're often saying they didn't understand that in Manchester last yeah, week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Where do you find the quickest audiences are, gen genuinely? Genuinely, um, the big cities. 
Mm. A big city audience is the quickest audience. Mm. A London audience is extremely quick, but they're very cold audiences. Really? Yeah, but places like Edinburgh and Nottingham, Bristol and Birmingham and Manchester are very good audiences for me, and so is Dublin and Belfast. A city audience is quicker than a, than a small town audience. Why do you think that is? But it's just the way people are in cities, things move much quicker. And oh, they I see more right. things and their brains are working yes. quicker. The whole rhythm of their life is, is faster paced. Have you always known that or did you have to sort of research into that to, to discover it's why? It's just you find it out as you go, as you go yeah. along. The more yeah. I've toured, the more I've, you know, I notice. Yeah. And when I go somewhere like this, I think, oh, thank God, you know, this is going to mm. be good. Mm. When did you last uh, die, as it were? Um, I think I died... Did I die this spring? Uh, I do cabaret, you see. Yes, I do, and um, so I sometimes die then if they're yeah. very drunk. I sometimes <laughs> be known to die. I was so pleased I read in the paper about Billy Connolly walking off from one of his cabarets. I thought, really stand as well. And they were all so drunk they couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. I did die about a couple of years ago, and it was about yes, two years ago. And they were very, very drunk. They were all men, mm. and the stage was the room was so thick with smoke. I mm. lost my voice halfway through, so it was very, very <laughs> difficult. Well, they were just asleep, actually. They were asleep when I went on, and they were certainly asleep when I came in. Well, I've never actually been booed off or anything no. like that, not for a long time. Is that a constant nightmare even now that you're so successful that one day you might go on and just absolutely... Or do you I have so much confidence now that... Well, I don't have... It's not that I've got that much confidence, but, I mean, I really work at every show I do, so I think, well... I'm competent enough not to absolutely be dreadful. Even if it's not funny, I'll, I'll be able to sort of sort myself out. I never think... You see, it's very difficult at the beginning when you start and you're only 20 or 21. You don't know enough to be funny. It's very hard. It's a very hard skill to master. I mean, I, I suppose I just take it one show at a time. I, I, I worry sometimes I won't be able to get a good show together, in which case I wouldn't do a tour. But once I've got the show together, I've got enough confidence to go out and play it and assume that it's going to be all right. Mm. Do you get sort of groupies following you around each place you go to and then for knowing the punchlines and perhaps shouting them out? I never get people shouting things out. I do get groupies, but they don't... They're obviously not that keen, because they don't go to more than about one venue. Mm. I've seen... The, they come to... You know, they, they come every time I come to that place. Mm. They're, they're always there, but not very many of them. Yeah. I suppose it's a bit of a dread, people knowing or anticipating your punchline last year. Well, I mean, next time I go out, I'm doing a brand new show, so there sure. won't be that problem. But right. sometimes it is a problem if they've seen mm. you in more than one place. Mm. Well, have you always lived up in the north? or? Mm, well, I lived in Birmingham for six years. Have I was you? at University of Birmingham and then stayed oh. on. And then we have a house in the north, we have a flat here. And we, right. we swap between the two. But do you feel more at home up there? Um, well, that's where our house is. We, here, mm. Down here we only have a flat up there. We've got a house and a mm. garden and we live a more normal life here. We're always a bit frenetic because we come down here to work, so we're always sort of dashing about. So I feel that that's more home. That's why I do all the writing. Is, it, is that the only place you reckon you could do the writing? Oh, no, I could write anywhere, but I prefer... I mean, it's nicer to have a, a biggish office and, mm. and a phone and all. I mean, I can write... I write, I've written extra scenes in here while everybody's been running around really? rehearsing, and you can do it. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're under pressure to write something, you can just do it, can you? If I you, can, yeah, if I have, have to. to. Yeah. Mm. I have yeah. to do it tonight. I mean, I did it last night because I've got to go on and introduce the show tonight, so I've had to write an introduction tonight. Mm. I did that last night. I didn't particularly want to because mm. I was tired. Yeah. What, what do you find the main difference is between living south and north? Um, well, I think it's not so much difference between the south and the north. There's an incredible difference between London and everywhere mm. else. London is like no other city mm. in this country. And people here, because there's a great collection 
of all the all the massive egos have come from every city and every town and they all come and live in London. So there's a much higher percentage of pillocks, as far as I'm concerned, in London than you get anywhere else because they've all come from all over the country. Mm. What about it's a very odd place. Around the world or anywhere, where is your favourite place? Where would you give anything to, to be? Um, would you like to retire to one day? I suppose. No, really. I mean, I like it where we are, just south yeah. of the Lake District. It's very, very nice. And I like North Yorkshire and I like Spain. Because mm. I don't think I could retire to a foreign country. I wouldn't know what they were making jokes about. <laughs> it would bother me. <laughs> well, what's your home life like, really, then? I mean, is it, is it quite a, a, just a fairly standard existence, as they mm. all say? Yes. It's quite um, busy. There always, mm. there always seems to be a lot to do. Because of your work? Or yeah. Just genuine, yeah, generally? because of the work. There's yeah. always something waiting to be mm. done. Mm. There never seems to be a gap where we can just go, yeah. you know, let's relax. There's always something coming up for one of us. Because you're both in the business, is it very difficult to keep off the subject of work and just... Do you ever say, we, right, for half the day we don't talk about it? No, because we like talking about work. Yeah, yeah. Right, Especially Jeff, he never stops talking about work. He talks about my work all the time, rather than his. He's nuts about what I do. Is he your number one fan? I think he is, except that makes him sound a bit doolally, which he's not. He's my number one critic, I suppose. He's very, um, yeah. he's got very sharp eyes. Yeah. I rely on him a lot yeah. to help me make decisions. Do you rate his criticism more than anybody else's? I mean, he's the only criticism I rate. I don't rate anybody else's at all. Because right. I never trust what they're saying. Because people are so nice to me, right. I never believe what they're saying. But he doesn't. He's not nice to I me. See. <laughs> well, he's very nice, but he's very honest. So what does he do to you? Yeah, he just he just says that he thinks things aren't funny, which nobody mm. else will ever say to me. Mm. Andrew Lloyd Webber tries his musicals out down at his home in Berkshire or wherever. Do you try your material out at home in front no, of your husband and the baby? No. <laughs> no, leave the baby out. She laughs at anything. <laughs> She'd be no judge at all. Um, if he's there, I mean, I like he was away. He was doing his own television series mm. while I was writing this, so he wasn't there. So I just mm. got on with it on my own. Mm. And tonight is the first night I find out whether it's mm. funny because that's mm. when the audience come in. Does he try his material out on you? Well, he we usually talk about it if we can, but then mm. he had to get on with the series on his own without me. Mm. We do. We just try and help each other when we can. Would you say that you're a very different person at home to the? perhaps image which comes across on stage or, or do you not know what the image is? I never know what it is but I would I would have thought I was different I mean, people mm. people are always surprised when they meet me I don't, know what they, I don't know what they imagine I'm going to be like but I'm never like what they think I don't think so I would say uh, it's what, the same? yes, no, that's why not? Nice. Yeah, it's great I don't know, people, they think I'm very quiet you know, they're surprised that I, I think people say you're quite shy yes they do, yeah, yeah. which they don't expect because they see somebody marching on the stage you know. yeah. we'll go into that later <laughs> <laughs> standard questions but I've got to ask you what do you like doing at home um, when you're not working well I really like doing things with the baby that's the best thing what things with the baby what do you do just playing with the baby yeah. going out to the swings and yeah. looking at the horses and looking at the sheep and I can't wait to get home we've been away for three months you see yeah. and I can't wait to get home you've been away in London for yeah three months are you sort of reliving your own childhood through that do you find yourself um, well, not yet, but I can see that you might later on. Mm. But I mean, I just en enjoy our little, you know, she's got, she's mad on books and she reads books all day long. And we get up about six o'clock and she just hands me book after book after book. Mm. And I just do that all morning. I love it. So I mean, we mainly do that. We go, we do like, a bit of walking. It's very good for walking around there. And, I mean, we just sort of putter about. We don't mm. do a lot, really. You don't have fans sitting at the bottom of your garden? No, we don't, you. fortunately. It has been known that the odd person's come and knocked on the door, but it's very unusual. Yeah. And it's quite a hard house to find if you don't know where it is. Right. What's the baby's name and age? Huh? Grace. She's called Grace and she's right. one.
Because uh, when you did that wonderful audience with on LWT, it was yeah. said that you were six months pregnant at the time. You I were was. Incredible. Yeah. Who had you told at that stage? Who, who knew? I told the producers mm. of that show, just in case I dropped dead or <laughs> had preeclampsia or something. <laughs> so you went into um, labour in the middle yes, of Yes, we didn't have any idea. I my husband knew. I told Julie. Mm. Um, a couple of my friends knew. And the people I'd been... I'd just been on tour, mm. so all the people I was working with knew. But I didn't I mean, want the press to know. No, was that because they might just give you too much pressure and yes. at the, the, the time you felt quite vulnerable? Yes, yeah. I think it's one thing that you ought to be allowed to do in private if you can manage sure. it. Really. Yeah. And also, I was worried if something went wrong, it would be twice yeah. as hard to cope with if it was in the papers as well. Yeah, yeah. But do you think that uh, having a husband in the business helps you cope with all the pressure? Mm. Yes, yeah. I think it would be hard to explain to somebody who wasn't in the business what it is actually like. And, and, and I mean, I can understand what what he goes through. But like when he's in pantomime and there's only one phone backstage and he can't phone me. And I know he can't phone me because there's 18 dancers who can use the phone. Whereas if I'd never been in the theatre, I wouldn't understand that and I'd be cross because he hadn't phoned up. But, um, well, completely thrown me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, um, what kind of a father is he and, and uh, what kind of a mother are you? Oh, that's a very difficult question. Did you sort of set out with a policy as soon as you had the baby, right, we're going to do this, we're going to be strict? Mm, we said we would have bedtime. We said because we we so hate going to people's houses where their children never go to bed, right. and they just wander around and you have you have to take things out of their way, yeah. and that drives me mad. So we said that she would have bedtime. But apart from that, we haven't made any. Yeah, He's just very jolly with her. Isn't he? mm. But are you quite worried because you're both famous and uh, you know it's going to be a bit of pressure on the child, on Grace well, later on? Well, where we live is very ordinary, and mm. they do. They do treat me like a normal person. I've lived there for nine years now, mm. so they're not, you yeah. know, they've got used to me. They're yeah. not interested in what we do at mm. all. And so I think Grace has a, a fair chance of being brought up normally to start with. I mean, yeah. what can I do? I can't suddenly stop what I'm doing. No. Have either of your careers had to suffer at all, though, because of because you being married together, as it were? Rather like Chris Everett and John Lloyd, as it were? I don't know. It's hard to tell because Jeff did take a definite dip. But I don't think that was that was partly because he was putting his energy into what I was doing, mm. and also partly because at the time that he wanted to stop being an alternative magician and go sort of mainstream, it wasn't mm. anywhere for him to work because mm. all, it was just at the beginning of the 1980s, all the cabaret clubs closed down, mm. and, and it's very difficult to find a place for a magician to work if all those sorts of places aren't operating. But I don't think I don't think that was because of being married to me. I think that was just mm. it would have happened anyway. And now actually, you know, he's just had. He's just had the series of The Best of Magic and he's doing another yeah. one next year and things are looking very good for him. So maybe he's just reached his time and it just took a long time. How long have you been married now? Nine years. We've been and together 13 years. Have you really? Mm. Yeah. How did you meet? I met him when he was an actor at a theatre in Leicester and I'd just finished doing a series of That's Life right. and I was out of work yeah. and they needed somebody to play the piano in the show mm. that he was doing when I was 23. A lot of showbiz marriages are not famous for surviving. No, not at all. No. <laughs> no, but it is very difficult. It's it's very hard just physically to be in two different places. Mm. We we're always working and we're often apart. Mm. And so I'm not saying it's it's, it's always easy because it's not. No. What's the what's the key to it? Do you think well, to keep it? Absolutely committed to it. Mm. And so we've gone. You know, we, whatever we've gone through, we've always had that in mind. I've mm. never we've never considered splitting up because we always wanted to stay married. Mm. Do you feel a very close unit, the three of you now? Yeah, mm. very. Do you think very. the baby has brought you closer together? 
Not really, because we were so close before. I mean, I think it's sometimes a baby can actually put you further apart. But um, it's just like there's an extra one of us now. It's just very nice. Yeah. Do you want more? Yeah. If I wasn't so old, I'd have a lot more, but I <laughs> can't fit them in, really. How many would you like now? Well, I think probably just another one would be the sensible thing to do, because, you know, I can't travel great hordes of children around the country with me, really. Mm. We've already got room in the car for Grace, as it is <laughs> with her bloody cotton and her bibs and everything. <laughs> is she a great source of material? Well... I haven't used any, I mean, I wouldn't use her, but I mean, obviously the experience of being pregnant and going to hospital and everything, mm. I mean, that's in the back of my head. I'm sure mm. that'll come mm. out somewhere. Mm. I was always fascinated by sort of hospitals and people being, having babies and things like that before I had one. And, yeah. and now I know all about it. It's very interesting. Just, uh, you said you're in a very settled situation at home. Everything's very hunky-dory. But a lot of uh, creative <laughs> people don't necessarily need to be settled down to be creative. They suddenly find it almost stifling. Do you find that the settling existence helps you? Yeah. I mean, I like to be settled emotionally. Mm. And, uh, yes, yeah, so when I'm relaxed, I work better. Because so, I, I go through times when I don't, I'm not very happy about my work and I get very insecure. Mm. It's nice to be in a patch where I feel things are okay at the moment. When the baby came and, and everything else, did you consult Judy Walters on advice? Mm. And, um, oh, yes, I did. What sort of advice did she give you? Was she any good? Yes, excellent. Yes, I went to see her when, the baby, when her baby was a month old and I was still pregnant. And uh, just to see what it was like, because I knew she was one, one person who'd tell me the absolute truth. Right, she's very plain <laughs> She's very down <laughs> to it. Yeah. Yes, yes, I've, I mean, I, I always ask, I say, you know, what does Maisie eat now? Because Maisie's five months older than Grace. Right. Do so they get on well? They do, actually. <laughs> I mean, she's always taking things away from Grace because mm. she's smaller. She takes her bottle away and puts it somewhere. Mm. She had a concertina and Maisie took it away and tore it. Grace was a bit upset. But they, they do. They will probably get a better when they're bigger. Mm. Can it's you see them perhaps another dog? Oh, God, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Fill you with dread, with it? Yes. Do you have a lot of friends in, in the business or, or is Julia rarer? No, all my friends are in the business. Are they? Mm. You're very faithful to your friends. I in your series, you always, well, not that it's a bad thing, no. Celia Emery and, yeah. and, um, and Julie, Susie yes. Blake. You, Susie you've been, Blake although Susie's and, now uh, gone on, hasn't she? But, um, Susie's in the series. Oh, she's in this yeah, one. Yeah, oh, because it wasn't much, we couldn't get her for very long. She's, very she's got two, girl. she's in two of them. Nobody's yeah. in all of them. Julie's right. only in three. But Susie's yeah. in two, Seal's in four. You have been very faithful to them. Is that because you. Well, that's because they're good. <laughs> it's mainly because they're good. Yes. And also because I really like them and I, I, yes. I, I'm very comfortable working with them. Yes. And the more you work with people, the more they understand of, of the way you work and the quicker the whole process mm. becomes. I mean, Julie and I, we never talk about anything, we just do it. You know, we don't, right. I don't have to explain anything. How did you meet Julie Walters? I met her first when I was 17, when um, she was at Manchester Polytechnic <laughs> School of Theatre, and I auditioned to get in, I didn't get in. So I only met her for one day. She was showing people yeah. in and out of rooms with a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> All in Is the that wrong where you rooms. got your clipboard lady from? So. <laughs> no, it wasn't actually. It could have been that. Then I, I met her again in 78 when we did a show together at the Bush Theatre mm. in Shepherd's Bush. Mm. And that's when we became friends. But do, do you sense a definite spark between the two of you? Do you think mm. there's a definite spark? I record? feel it. I feel it, yeah. Because I remember just, if you saw Wogan interviewing Gene Wilder recently, he was asking about him and Richard Pryor, that he just says there's something mm. extraordinary. But do you sense that every time Julie's with you? Yeah, yeah. And I, I also have it to a certain extent with other people as well. Yeah. I have it with Celia. Right. I did a two, one of these as a two-hander virtually with yeah. Celia, and, and she was great to work with. Mm. Do you ever discuss it with Julie, though, as to all? No, we is? don't. We just got it. Yeah. It's nice. We don't have to talk about it. That's what's yeah. nice about yeah. it. 
complete change of subject. Now he's doing the divorces. <laughs> Do you have any pets at home? No, we don't have any because we, sometimes we're not there. You see, right. So we can't. Be a bit unfair. Are yeah. you quite a, a pet fan or not? No, they, they never loomed very large with me. I like things like mm. sheep. And you can see in fields from the window. <laughs> and then they have to feed them. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah. we've got two geraniums and they're a nightmare. I don't mm. have to cope with an animal. Where did the initial drive for you to get into this business, how, how did it all start? Where, where was the first break and all that? Well, the first break was really that show at the bush when I'd been in the business about four years that my very first thing I did was New Faces, when New Faces was right. first on. Yeah. It was, the, it was, was 74. Derek and it, Hobson and all It was Derek Hobson yeah. and all that, yes, yeah, so right, Marty yeah. Kane won the whole thing. Oh, that was the year right. I was in it, Lenny Henry was in it as well. And it was quite a good show to do then, it had a very high rating and it was... So did, did you remember speaking to Lenny Henry or Marty Yes, Kane I did. Well, I did a series with Lenny and Marty. Yeah. Um, when, the, when New Faces was over, they picked on a few of the people who'd been in it and made a little, they did a little Saturday review mm. programme on Saturday mm. afternoons, sort of terrible sketches and terrible songs, and I was mm. in that. Mm. So I worked with Lenny when he was 16. That's wonderful. But Marty Kane, unfortunately, not very well at that. Are you sort of still good friends with her and supporting her? I haven't her? seen a lot of her, really. Yeah. I saw her, I saw her, the last time I saw her was about two years ago, she was in Pantomime with my husband in Oxford. And I, I had a nice chat with her then, but I've not really kept in touch with her. Well, Lenny, I do see. Mm. Lenny's a friend. Mm. And, and Dawn as well, do you sort yeah, of go Dawn. out with them? And yes, stuff like we do, we have dinner yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I mean, everyone that. always asks you, is it funny when you all go out together and stuff? Do you find that terribly tired people expecting you all the time to... I never know what people expect. Do you, is it funny though? What, when we go out with them? Yeah. Oh, yes. But any more so, do you think the, any the more so than other friends? No. The no. no. In fact, I once went to a terrible dinner. I mean, Lenny was there, that was not Lenny's fault, but there were a lot of comedians there, and they were all like doing bits. They oh, kept no. setting up saying, oh, hey, I've just looked for good yeah. routine. Oh, please. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. And I didn't say one word on that. People said, I died. I didn't say anything. I can't, yeah. bear, I can't bear people trying things out on other mm. people. Mm. But if you get with the friends, then it's just jolly. But it's no, it's no funnier with Dawn and Lenny than it is with you know, Mr. and Mrs. Blogs, really. Because yeah. I find all my friends funny. They all do. make me laugh, yeah. yeah. Well, we were talking earlier about people perhaps giving you sketches and things mm. like that, but do you, do you find people try and be funny in front of you mm. as well? Very often, That must be yes. awful, isn't it? Mm. I guess it was sort of a glazed look on my face when they do that. Can you give me some examples of when but people have... They just used to tell you, they tell you terrible things that are just not funny at all. Yeah. You know, terrible racist jokes and yeah. things. So now that wouldn't make a good sketch. You can mad. <laughs> it's usually men, I have to say. It's usually businessmen. If yeah. I'm in a hotel and um, after the show I go to the bar for a drink and they all come swarming round with their mm. terribly witty jokes and things mm. and that's very difficult. I just whiz back to the baby. <laughs> whiz back to the baby, yes. <laughs> You're taking her, taking her around an awful lot. Is it, yeah. is it a, a great strain on your career, though, or, or not? I mean, have you ever thought, damn, I wish I'd never had this to Oh, no, on? never, never. No, put her first, definitely. What I'd like to do is ease off on the work a bit, really, or at least try and arrange it a bit better. Mm. So there's more gaps, so I can spend more time with her. Do you think, gradually, as time goes by, you will spend less time working, more time with your family? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If I can... What I'd just like to do is some, just a few very good things and not have to work all the time. If I could fix up the money so I got a lot of money for just doing a few things, that would be nice. Mm. What was your own childhood like? Was that quite a happy one? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was the youngest of four. It was very ordinary, but it was very secure. So what are your brothers and sisters doing now? My brother's a freelance journalist. What's his name? An age and all that sort of in a letter. I don't even bear to mention his name. His name's Christopher Wood. He's uh, 13 years older than me. Right. He works in the northeast. My sisters, one is a video editor, mm -hmm. and the other one is doing secretarial work. I think just to tide herself mm -hmm. over for a bit. What are their names? Penelope and Rosalind. Right. And do they find it tough being 
sisters or brother or... We never talk about it, I don't know. I never really? discussed it with them. You're not very close to them? No, I don't see them. I don't see them a lot, no. We certainly never talk about things like that. Why don't you see them very much? I'm no, curious. We just, we just don't. We just you never have. No, not a, you didn't come from a very close family? Well, then. I don't know, really. I just, I just only see them every so often. Yeah. What do you imagine? they quite big gaps, you know, age gaps. Do you think they, they, they are secretly proud and perhaps they wouldn't say I have so? I no idea what they think at all. I really don't care what they think, do I? Really? Mm. Do you care what anyone thinks? No. You don't? <laughs> I don't know. It's not very nice, is it? I don't really. No, I think it is. I think it's better. Do you think you've got to be hardened in this Well, way? that's not hard. I mean, that's just... Pragmatic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it is hard. I mean, I can't care what everybody thinks. No, so no, I might no, as well not that. care what anybody thinks. Yeah. Because I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've had... I've gone for years fretting about what people thought mm. of me and what, whether, whether they liked what I did or whether they liked me. Mm. And I can't carry on with really. it. I think you just have to... I just try and do a good job and hope that people will like it. Mm. Do you like what you've done? Do you, do you look back at your old stuff and think, that was jolly good? Or, or do you ever think, oh, God, did I really do that? Well, I, I'm not very keen on a lot of things I did when I was first starting. Right. But, I, I mean, I'm still... I'm fond of a lot of the television stuff I've mm. done. Theatre things. Do you feel you progressed in the way that you wanted to do, or you hoped to have done? I don't think about it. I just, mm. I just try and improve as I go along. Yeah. I'm not, not very analytical about what I do, though. I think it's better yeah. for other people to do that. Mm. But do you see your humour as having matured considerably since your appearance on New Faces or whatever? Since then, yes, I hope it has. In the last fifteen years, I sang a comic song at the oh, piano. All oh, right. Yeah. And borrowed clothes. I didn't even. But you, you're going on to new material all the time, yeah. as we've said. Mm. Do, do people ever show, come on, tell us the old one again? Yes, they do. Yeah. It's funny. But I mean, I, I can't remember. I did something. I did, when I did that LWT special, mm -hmm. I then went on to do a few cabarets a little bit after that. And I especially picked material that I hadn't used in the special. Mm. And people came and said, oh, why didn't you do this? And they were yeah. quoting great bits from yeah. me. And I thought, yeah. well, if I had done it, you wouldn't have liked it. Why? I think they, sometimes they people it. are disappointed when they see things that they've already seen before. Right. So I was wondering. Can't please people. No, no. On that on that line, I was wondering if perhaps people are like the Monty Python parents who people go on about that as a mm. legendary sketch. Would you mm. like to, one of your sketches to be legendary one day? Um, be quoted and. I mean, I can probably recite a lot of people too. <laughs> <laughs> well, again it's again, nice if people say yeah. to me, "Oh, we like that sketch." And, and and on stage, I mean, you can't do things twice on stage, but sometimes. You can do a song as an encore mm. that they've heard before, and they like that. Mm. I think songs bear repetition more than a piece of comic material. Yeah. But I mean, I remember, I won't name names, but somebody I know who's a stand-up comic went out on tour, and it said, The New Show, and he was still using old material. Yeah. And people were booing him. People mm. were shouting out saying, what's new about yes. it? Yes, yes. I, I, think, I think they deserve new material and audience. Really. Yes. Do you have a, a favourite sketch that you've done? Of mine? Yes. Um, well, I'm very fond of Acorn Antiques for various yeah. reasons, and I'm very fond of the sketch where Julie was the waitress and tipped the, tipped the plates of soup. Because that is a lot of ad-libbing, isn't it? Or not? It no, appears no to be. No ad-libbing. Really? No ad-libbing in any of it, ever. God. No. That's a tribute to writing, I suppose, because <laughs> it, does, it does always look as if it, a lot of it is ad-libbed. No, not, none of it's ever been ad-libbed. Oh, but I'm very fond. I mean, there's, there's people's performances I'm fond of, mm. really. And there was a, one where I did a Marjorie and Joan with Julie where I had to climb down a rock face, and yes. I have fond memories of that just because it was so frightening to do. I never thought I'd actually have to climb down a rock face to do With a lot of sketches, though, you have to rehearse them again and again, and not take two, take five. Does that ever ruin the whole thing for you? 
now because we, we only ever did them once in front of an audience. We never had to do them more than once, and it's quite exciting. We tried to do them as if it was a live show, yeah. even though it was all on tape. I love the sketch with the, the shoe shop when Judy Walters oh, is in God, Mannequin the Window. Oh, God, it's brilliant, yeah. with the wig. Yeah. Mm. I've got this BBC tape, a videotape of, of, of your series, mm. and uh, there's a lot of ones, when you're doing this sort of take-off of Blue Peter or whatever mm. it is you're doing, yeah. you look as if you're going to crack up every time you, you just look her in the <laughs> eye and you almost try to avoid her because you know you're going to burst in laughter and ruin the whole thing. No, I never, I never have. Do you never corpse the two of you together? I've never, I've never corpsed. I've Nearly corpse this morning. I have a very big scene with her and her face is like this near to mine and I yes. find that very difficult because her eyes are all twinkly and it's mm. like <laughs> looking away. But on, I've never certainly done it in front of the audience. I don't mm. like corpsing. I think it's a bit mm. tacky. Are you very proud of your Audience With programme, which you did? I mean, I know it's not BBC, sorry. Um, well, no, I wasn't particularly proud of that as a programme. I not, that was my stage show. I, was, yes, I enjoyed doing the stage show and it went, it went yeah. very well in the theatre. I mean, it was nice to get a BAFTA for it, but, um, yes. you know, it was just another job to me, really. Was there any ad-libbing in there at all? I did a, I did prepare a bit, sort of, not exactly ad-lib that minute, but there was a very, sort of, off-the-cuff stuff I wrote just before I went on. Right. Sort of bits to do with Julian and things like that. I just thought yes, that the before I went on. Yeah. 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 See, I know it was for Sorry. I mean, I do like doing that, just thinking of things yes. before I go on. Yes. I'll well, do that tonight as well. Where did the uh, street survey come from? Well, that was that was from the stage show, but what made me think of it? I I just got nabbed by one with a, with a mm. clipboard once. It was one of those things that either going to work really well or it was going to oh, be dreadful, you know, and it, yeah. and it worked. Yeah. Because it was nothing written down, it didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Are you going to do another LP? I only got this fabulous song which I keep giving to all my friends, <laughs> Victoria Wood Live. Are you going to do any more? Yeah, when I do the next stage show, which right. will be next May, I'll probably do another okay. record of that. Uh, I'll have a advanced recording <laughs> of that, do you find it tough trying to keep the standards up all the time? Or do you ever think, oh God, I hope this year works? Mm, yes, I do. I mean, you do have little worries about things, but mm. uh, I try and leave big enough gaps in between things so that I'm fresh when I start. Mm. I never put myself in the position where I have to do it. Mm. Mm. Do, do you um, have ambitions as such to achieve anything in particular, or do you just want to go on and be successful? And I suppose I just want to carry on working. I'm so so long out of work when I first started yeah. that it's such a thrill to me to actually earn a living and, yeah. and work on a regular basis. How bad was it? Well, it was, it was just very dreary. I would do, I did something like New Faces and then I didn't work for months and I did mm. a little series for them for ATV for six yeah. weeks and then I didn't work again for maybe a year. I mean, mm. I did have practically a whole year where I didn't work at all and, and I just, it knocked my confidence. Does that make you feel grateful for the situation mm. you're in now? Or yes, yeah. yes, it does make you appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. But do you ever have nightmares that maybe it'll all disappear? And I, I don't worry about the future. I mean, I think I sort of take care of it as it mm. happens. But you've got to be aware that you're not going to be successful forever. And mm. that everything comes in phases and, you know, I might have had mine. <laughs> that might have been it. Talking about worrying for the future, a lot of um, stars are going green these days. Are you, mm. an being a country girl at heart, are you an environmentalist and all that? What do you find that a bit tedious? Well, I don't find it tedious, but I mean, I, I can't say I've really put my money where my mouth is mm. because, you know, I drive a car and I use mm. disposable nappies. And mm. I mean, I, I buy all the stuff that you're supposed to buy. I've got mm. the right soap powder, I've got the right loo cleaner, I don't put bleach down my loo anymore. Mm. But, I mean, I'm sure that there's millions of things we ought to do. When we ought to stop driving, we ought to be on bikes, really. But I don't do that, so I can't... Lots of people say they're green, and mm. they're not, and I think I'm not. Mm. Are, are you quite a worrier, though, underneath it yes. all about things Yes, yeah, about things like that, yeah. You worry about the future for your mm. babe and, mm. and maybe future babies? Yeah. You 
What I do? Well I, well, I worry about, um, well, about three days after Chernobyl, I was up, up a mountain in the Lake District and it started to rain. And that worries me slightly when I think about that because they said that's one of it's when when it when it blew over mm. when it blew over towards us mm. in Scandinavia and it was all in the rain and that and and they still can't um, use the lamb that mm. was that was fed round grazed round about there and so that yeah. bothers me yeah. things like that so, you know and the pesticides I mean it's like everything the air is dirty and the water is dirty yeah would you like to have lived in another era at all would you like to have maybe lived in different time or are you glad are you definitely an 80s 90s person well it's a very it's a very peculiar time to be alive because you never know how much longer you're going to be alive you know you think there's going to be another nuclear accident or something like that then we've all had it or if somebody does do something stupid with a nuclear Mm. weapon and so i think i think it's horrible Mm. to live now with that threat and that that was never present Mm. before the second world war people could assume that barring accidents Mm. they would have a long life whereas now we don't we don't feel that does politics interest you, Brady? Do you read no. the papers a lot, or do you try and keep away from all that? No, I try, I try and read the paper. Mm. I'm very bad at remembering anybody's name. <laughs> I have quizzes. Jeff gives me a quiz Mary? of who, you know, yeah. who's the Home Secretary yeah. and all this sort of thing. Yeah. And I really have to think. Yeah. I get them all. And if they change, if there's a yeah. cabinet reshuffle, I've had it. I have, to, mm. I have to go into a room with a paper for about a week to work out who new mm. people are. So, d- d- so politics itself doesn't interest me, but, mm. but the issues interest me. Apart from your memory loss or whatever it is, yes. amnesia. <laughs> Political <laughs> amnesia. <laughs> is, is there anything about yourself which you would like to change in any way? Um, I suppose I would like to take things easier. I do worry about everything. Everything. Mm. I would like to be more relaxed about things. I think I've got better. I've got better than I used to be. I used to take everything terribly seriously. And it's not so bad now. Do you think it's not so bad now because you have a nice cushion of stardom and success and oh no it's not because of that it's just because i've got older mm-hmm. and and so i can't be bothered <laughs> can't be so fraught all the time do you worry about getting older and older no i don't worry about that i think as long as i can keep fit that's mm. the only thing that, that concerns me i wouldn't like to sort of just crumble away do you keep fit do you, mm. do you go and exercise yeah. what do you do well while i'm here i go and do aerobics and body conditioning and mm. things at a, at a leisure center while i'm at home i work out with tapes Jane what, Fonda. Do you, do you Fonda. Yeah. Do you, that's had a lot of criticism, hasn't it? Oh, well, she did. A, she did a new one. She, I did a new mm. one, the low impact one, and that's oh, all right. right. I yeah. don't do the actual yeah. bouncing about anymore. Well, I used to do it. Do you find it hard uh, keeping to a certain weight, or I mean, especially after the baby? Did you find it hard? It's been all right. I've been the same weight for two years now, mm. so it's levelled off, which is mm. quite nice. Before mm. that, it was very up and down, and that's mm. been the same. As we sort of touched on earlier, the shyness. Aspect, do you, would you say you're shy? I'm not as bad as I was. Yeah. I don't think it sits very well if you're um, if you're known for being on television and doing a show. Yeah. It, you can't pretend to be very shy because yeah. obviously certain parts of you are not shy at all. You're obviously an exhibitionist in some way. But I'm still not mad about having dinner with strange people or, or yeah. meeting when I'm with people I don't know. I get quite reserved. Yeah. What is it about you that how makes you get on stage? And do you get terribly nervous before a show? Not dreadfully badly. I get a bit hyped up. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, I've you been don't throw up or anything. No, I don't throw up or mm. anything. But uh, it's got better as it as you get. You get more confident as you go on, mm. and you know that you know you probably will manage. You probably will not trip up on the way to the planner, and mm. it should probably be okay. That's why I just I love doing it really. How, how much I mean, I'm, I'm nervous now because I'm going on tonight, and, right. and I can right. feel it you myself. Don't seem to be. I can just feel that. Right. 
how much confidence does it give you knowing that so many people admire you, especially your fellow stars, as it were? I mean, a lot of them, especially that, that audience with showed it more than anything else. A lot of them will travel to see you. And, um, <laughs> travel from music. Um, I, remember, I mean, I used to work at, at Capital Radio for Anna Rayburn. Thing, and she was nuts about it. She first told me I've got to go and see this woman. She's fantastic. And every week she used to go and say, have you seen Victoria Wood yet? You know. and so, um, yeah. um, I'm, not, I'm not aware of it, really. Mm. That certainly wouldn't give me any confidence. Does it not? The fact that they are fellow professionals and therefore... No, I don't take any notice of that. What is nice is when we're all in rehearsal and I get mm. a good feeling from everybody. Everybody's very supportive of me, and yeah. I, I like that. But I'm not particularly aware of people liking me or not liking me. Yes. What about awards? Do you like getting awards or does it not bother you? Oh, yeah, I like getting them. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody likes getting them. Well, you like getting them the night you've got them mm. and then you don't think about them after mm. that. I've got some I haven't even had yet. Pat Routledge collected one for me. I haven't even had it. It's really? in her living room somewhere. What do you do with them? Do you, put, do you um, proudly parade them? Well, I don't. House? I've not had that many myself. The programmers won four, mm. but the producer of the programme gets those. Really? I don't get them. Yeah. Oh, I've only got bummer. two. I've only got the <laughs> two I've done for the performance. But yeah. I mean, the ceremonies themselves are often a bit tiresome, aren't they? Well, they ever so long. Mm. <laughs> and sometimes I never even get a meal because I'm a vegetarian. And they say mm. they'll get me an omelette, they don't get it, mate. That's always a bit disappointing. What about a speech, though? Would you deliberately go out of it? Well, I didn't last time. Because I, I was so sure I wasn't going to win anything, I had a bit of wine. And I thought, mm. I'm not going to get my words together, so I'm not going to say anything. What about the business of you perhaps being a pioneering woman? Do you wish there were more women comedians? I think it would be more interesting. Yes. Though when I first started out, I was glad there were only a few, because mm. <laughs> I thought it gave me a better chance of getting on. Mm. I think, I suppose, the only one to have touched your, almost your level over here is probably Tracy Ullman, would you say? I do think that's a fair, totally different type of comedian, isn't she? Well, I mean, she's way surpassed me as far as fame and, and cracking it as has gone. As far as fame is concerned, <coughs> but I wouldn't say necessarily. I, I mean, I think she's a different thing because she's very much... She does characters, which I don't really do. I can only right. do about three. Do you wish you could do more? No, that's not what I'm into. Right. I mean, I thought when I was going to write this new series, I thought, well, shall I do six different characters? Oh. And I thought, no, I can only do three voices, yeah. and it would be a, the series would only be three weeks long, which would yeah. obviously wouldn't be very good. People often say, you know, you're the funniest lady in Britain or something. Do you find that a bore, or do you find it a pressure, or what? Well, sometimes they say that, and sometimes they say Maureen Lipman is, or Julie oh, right. is, or, you know, yeah. there's always these silly polls with magazines. Yeah. You know, I could easily be number 12 one week. Do you care? I don't care about things like that. No. Right. No. You find them quite amusing? Well, I do, yes. There was one yeah. last week in Woman, and it was mm. I was top, and Russ Abbott was there, mm. Benny Hill was there. It's quite Jason nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is nice, and it's, you know, and if I, if I suddenly came 10th, then I would say, oh, there are a load of rubbish. Mm. And then I come one first. I think I'm that mad. Perspicacious people, yeah. If you'd not uh, gone into this business, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I think I'd be doing something with writing. Yeah. I don't know what. I probably could have gone into advertising, actually, I think I'd be quite good at advertising. Would you like to give anything else a bash now? Do you ever think, if I had some more time, I would mm. like to do that on the side, as it were? Only films. I'd like to get into would films, you? yeah. Are you a frustrated film story? <laughs> well, it would be nice. Like, if you see people like Dudley Moore, you think... Mm. <laughs> if he could he do could it. Do it. Yeah. Oh, God. No, I just think it would be good fun. Mm. I'd like to do something new. Would you like to crack America? Not particularly. Mm. I've thought about it and thought... I mean, I you go over like Tracy did and, mm. and work with the complete American package. Mm. It's an American show made in their studios. Or I go over as a stand-up comic and I rewrite my entire act yeah. so that they understand it. Because your humour is very British, isn't it's it? very British. Yeah. And I, I mean, 
which doesn't bother me. I know it's yeah. insular, but I yeah. mean, this is the country I live in and I work in. It doesn't. I don't. I don't feel the need to go over there. I mean, I know it. It worries a lot of people. It worries a lot of comics over here that they, they can't crack it. And mm. I can't think. I think Billy Connolly's possibly gone well over there, mm. um, but I can't think of anybody else who's managed it. So many mm. people have gone over and died. And why don't you write a film for yourself then? Well, I might do. I might do. I mean, I've been concentrating on the stage show and on the television. But mm. next year, I've left next year a bit clearer. Mm. So I might be able to do something then. What sort of thing, presumably a comedy film? Yeah. yeah. Any idea? What, uh, you've got a little idea? I have somewhere? got a little idea. I've got a little idea me? for me and Julie, and I think that would be nice. You can't? I can't really. Oh, I've, no. only just, I've only just thought, only thought of it last week. Oh, did you? Yeah. All oh, right, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Does she know about it? She knows I've got an idea. Oh, right. But you don't tell her. Well, well I haven't told her yet because it's a bit, it is only a tiny germ mm. of an idea. So mm. I'll be thinking about it now. Mm. When I'm ready, I'll get going. So what, what are your plans in the foreseeable future? How far ahead are you planned? Well, now? I've deliberately not planned anything after June, which is when my tour finishes. I've wiped a few things off the slate well, so that I could give myself a... Well, just so I could think what I really wanted to do, because for years I've always had something coming up, always had the next series plotted in in the diary for the next year or the next tour. Now I just think it's a bit of space. Uh, anything else planned outside of the business or in, uh, outside no. of the tour? It's just that's it? It's well, I do, I do cabaret in over the Christmas period, December and January. Right. I do all private cabarets. You're doing a Christmas show then? No, I just do that private business people's Christmas dinners. Really? And yeah, right. Blenheim Palace and Grove really? House, the Hilton, Savoy, all those things. Do you enjoy those? Yeah. You do? They're, they're a challenge. You charge a fortune? Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> Good yes. for you, yeah. And finally, um, <laughs> um, ambitions or hopes for the family or something sort of um, personal? The family? I don't know, really. I just, get, get, just want to give Grace a nice time, really. Just want mm. her to be happy. Well, she's so happy now. I just, I just hope I don't turn into a terrible mother, because you never know what sort of mother you're going to be. Really? At the moment, I think I'm quite good at it, but you just don't know, do yeah. you? So many yeah. people's lives have been ruined by their mothers. I don't want yeah. her to be one of those people. Yeah, I'm sure she won't. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed for talking to us. It's a pleasure. Hello, hello, I said. <laughs> Thanks a lot.